are tuned in to New Stars with Neil Clark playing the up-and-coming artist first. Hear their stories before anyone else. Coming up on today's show. Once again, I'm sitting around waiting for you. Keep on doing what you do, babe. Keep on doing what you do. Hello and welcome to another New Stars show across the UK and all around the world. I'm Neil Clark and today I'm with a very talented multifaceted artist from being a singer, songwriter, musician to a manager and record label owner. He is Joel Treese. Welcome to the show, Joel. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome and I'm so glad to um, to have you on this show. Now, you've, um, you were born with the gift of music and it's been coursing through your veins ever since were any other members of your family musical yeah my, mo- my mother uh sang i mean she sings uh she didn't do anything professionally but she sings um i have uh, a cousin that a lot of people and you may know that's in the music industry um uh jermaine dupree who mm-hmm. uh crisscross uh mariah carey usher all them that's uh his his grandmother, my grandmother, are sisters, so we're cousins. Um, his father played drums, is also uh, in the music business as well. So yeah, we have have music in in my family. So it's a, a music rich family by all by all accounts. Now you started playing the saxophone at the age of just nine. Why right. that? Why that particular instrument? Um, I'm not tell you the truth. I'm not sure. Uh, when I was in in school. And, it, and I, I knew I wanted to be in, in band and I wanted to play an instrument. And I looked at all the instruments that, that they had. And for some reason, the saxophone is the one that struck me the most. And uh, and at the time, I used to when I was younger, I remember hearing the uh, the average white band with the song Pick Up the Pieces and stuff like that. That had a nice horn and saxophone parts in it. And that's what drew me towards it. Also, you then learned how to read and write music. Now, that's got to be one of the hardest things to do. How was that for you? And uh, is it essential to learn how to read and write music? Um, it, it took me a while. Um, is it essential? Um, there, there, I guarantee you right now there are plenty of musicians that are out there that don't know how to read or write music and, and are doing very well. And if I'm not mistaken, um, Prince, for example, uh, he didn't know how to read or write music for a while. It took him a long time. And he was like well known by the time he actually learned how to read and write music. Uh, other instruments that I play uh, or somewhat play, I taught myself how to do it. So I, I probably couldn't write the music based off of those instruments because I never uh, actually had lessons in doing it. Shall we hear your first song? Sure, sure. Um, because you sent me a couple. or sent, sent me quite a few. And I want to start off with playing your first song called Starlight, uh, a song about a lucky man, by all accounts, um, and a prayer come true. What else do we need to know about this song? Where did it come from? Where did the idea shoot from for this? Well, most of, most of my music, I end up, uh, or songs, I end up coming up with the music first. And uh-huh. then as I'm, I'm, as I'm doing the music, a melody will hit me and I'll sit there and hum the melody and then I'll just start writing. Um, and, and that's how this one came along. I, I had done a couple other songs and that were somewhat in the genre of music and I knew I wanted to, wanted to go back there and that's how the song came about. It, it does strike me that, uh, I mean, I've interviewed quite a few, um, artists and it does seem that It'll either start, if, if, if it's a band, they'll start just doing a jamming session in a studio and they'll see where it goes before putting in the lyrics. Some yes. will be taking simply a walk down the street or having a shower and the melody will hit them. So it does seem, it's a common theme, isn't it, that the melody seems to come before 
the lyrics. Yeah, you, you have to you have to know where you're going to go as far as the 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 melody for the for the song. I, I can't just blurt out some words and uh, and and it's a song. So I have to have a melody to 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 drive the song. And typically with me, what I'll do is I'll come up with the the hook or the chorus of the song, and then that hook or chorus. I will build off of that and go go in a direction the song has taken me. Well, let's have a listen, because I think we're all going to love this. This is Starlight. Remember the times we had Taking the good ones with the bad Love was never like that that was starlight we've got the fantastic joel trace with me right now all the way from the united states of america joel tell us about your time in the army while stationed in germany um i was in germany a total what well, i was over there twice but i was there for three years three almost four years then left and went back and was there for another three or four years um but the first my first stint over there i um i had a good one one i had a good time i had a real good time and then I started meeting people. Um, I ended up DJing at a couple clubs. Uh, I was still doing messing around with music a little bit, but not as much. Uh, then I ended up hooking up with a couple people that were doing music and got back into doing music and got to spend time in some studios um, and meeting other artists. I ended up meeting a guy named John Davis, who is a guy that act. This is kind of funny, I guess, that actually did the singing for uh, Millie Vanilli. I ended up right. meeting him. 
yeah, I ended up meeting him, um, him and a guy named uh, Greg McCoy, uh, who was also part of the, the band, the real Melly Vanilli. I ended up meeting them. And then from there, I just met other artists, did stu- some studio work, uh, worked with some local German uh, artists as well, uh, producing uh, uh, some tracks and stuff. So it, it, I had fun. I had fun in, in Europe. How did joining the army help with honing and developing your musical skill it helped me in a way i mean as far as the discipline as far as starting something and finishing it uh, or putting the 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 outline of what i'm going to do together and follow those guidelines to to get the project done um as far as music itself i'm not sure if it helped in any other any other direction except for giving me direction into how to uh follow like i said the guidelines to doing it and sticking to it. The discipline. That's what I'm looking for. The discipline. Ah, you said the D word. Now I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking you, you are a disciplined man. You sound disciplined. Um, and, or, and authoritative in, in, in your work. And I think oh, that was going to be next. Uh, my next question is that are you a disciplined man in, in everything that you do? I, I try. I try sometimes. I mean, we all have our little, uh, things that we know we shouldn't do that we do anyway. Um, but I try to stay true to myself and try to stay disciplined. And if I'm going to set out and do something, I want to see through it and make sure it's done. So I, I, I try to be. After the military, you joined a group called Mirror Mirror and released a top selling R&B single called Up and Down. How long were you? And and the band together. Um, we were, t- I mean, total together probably four or five years. I want to say. Um, one of the guys in the, in the band named uh, Jesse McDade. Uh, him and I are still real good friends. Matter of fact, on my the album that I put on my first out solo album that I put out, uh, a song called Tonight and Heartbeat and uh, another song. Um, he's actually uh, either written or co-wrote with me. Him and I. Are, any songs that I do now, I bounce off of him. Um, so we've been together, him and I, as far as doing music, uh, probably 20 years or more. Actually, more than 20 years. Wow. That's a long time, isn't it? Yeah. So what's really happened to your life now since, it sounds a horrible word, you seem to have broke away from the band Mirror Mirror. So what made you leave? I know you kept ties there. But what made you want to branch away from Mirror Mirror? Well, it, it wasn't actually the band's fault. We were assigned to a label um, that ended up folding. And when the label folded, we ended up being a casualty of that fold. Uh, so that's how I ended up staying. And myself and Jesse, we, we kept on doing music together. And matter of fact, this my first uh, album, like I said, my first solo album, which is called With Love, I would have never done it. If it wasn't for him, actually, because the song tonight, like I said, he wrote it, but I was in, in my, I have a pre-production studio at my house. I was going over some music and stuff and I put some music to his, his lyrics and, um, I gave it to him. I said, here, I finished the song. You should listen to it. He heard it and said, you need to put that out. And I said, it's your song. No, you do it. He's like, no, 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 you need to do it. You need to do it. And then I thought about it. I said, you know what? I've never done a solo project. I said, you know what? I think I will. So I put that song out and it, people started liking it. And the next thing I know, within a couple months, I was asked, you got anything else? So then I put on another song and, uh, which was, uh, because I'm happy. And then from there, uh, they started asking for more music. So I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and do an album. I did the album, album did for me doing it independently did very well. And then, uh, I started on the next project, which the song, um, Starlight is a part of and, I said, you know what, I, th- I guess this is where I'm supposed to be as far as a solo artist, though. That's where I'm at now. Do you play all the instruments and do all the arranging on your songs? I do all the arranging. Um, I, certain things that I can't play or whatever, I will bring musicians in. I have an idea of what I want it to be, and I'll give them the direction where, where I need them to be as far as the song goes. But I do the pr- production, the, the arranging. And everything, the vocal arrangements, I do all that myself. What instrument can't you play? Um, all the instruments that are on, the, on, on my records, I can somewhat play. So I can get the idea down, uh-huh. well enough to get down. And then I'll bring in the guys that really know how to play them 
to play what I need them to play. And then the way technology is now, there's always ways that you can sample certain things and, and do it and, and uh, manipulate it to do what you needed to do. So I'll do some of that as well. How has that been possible? Because with certain restrictions in place, I'm assuming that you still got restrictions over there due to COVID. How has that been possible with technology? I give, if, if I say a guitar player that I need to play on something, I can send him uh, files of what I have, send it over to him. He plays on it, send me the files back or the stems as they call them. And I can put it together here. So I don't have to be in the same uh, room with the musician to get the song, get a song done. Does that affect the, the quality doing it that way? Is it better to have a, a band together playing the instruments all together when they're supposed to play them rather than doing, sending files out here and there and then bring them back and trying to assemble it no, not really it just it just depends on i guess it depends on the the technology that you have or, or the equipment that you have because like i said i i can send it to i can set the song up i can put the structure of the song together i send it to say for you for instance you i send it to you i tell you okay i need you to put a guitar part on here here's where i need it to be um i trust you as a musician but here's the here's the structure of the song and the melody, but just give me what you feel. You do, you play what you, uh, what I ask you to play. You send it to me. I can edit it what I want and what I don't want and use it. Um, and go from there. But I, I've never had any issues in doing it. Now, complete bands, they may have more, they may vibe more off of each other and want to be in the same room and play. So it, it just depends on the individuals, really and truly. Let's take another break because I want to play this next song. It's called Doing What You Do. It's an upbeat tempo disco song is what I'm feeling from it. But it's a very sexy song. You know, and I want to get into the groove with this song. Where was the idea or thought process with making doing what you do um again i i i get a feeling i I start with the music i start off with the drum part of it and now there's two versions of this song if if you didn't know there's keep doing what you do and then have a remix keep doing what you do remix Mm -hmm. um and both of them have this that same disco club type feel to it but it it just i i needed most of the songs i did especially off my first cd were all mid-tempo um R&B, neo-soul type feels. Mm. This one, I wanted to be a little bit different. So that's how how it happened. And again, uh, my friend Jesse McDade, he's the one co-wrote this one as well. Well, it's a fabulous song. And it is upbeat, it is tempo, it is disco-y. But there's just that sexy feel to the song. And, well, I just get washed away with it. See what you think. Yeah. Huh. Remix. Yeah. Jay Trees. Lucid. Uh, uh. Yeah. Did you feel me? <laughs> Check it. I want to feel the fire of your love. Baby, once good day. Baby 
Never listen to the critics cause they never rub Getting up, yeah, 5 a.m. Couldn't match what we do to mind state I'm in Yeah, they bitter, couldn't figure how to go play him I raised the bar in the booth, not just at that gym Yeah, new year looking rough, but we stay strong Killing beats even when all the other takes gone Surf's up, here's a way to bring you up Now if they don't like us now, we don't give a what now What now, 26, living proof that We don't need nobody just to go and get the groove back New tracks every day, ain't no options Summertime, always go and get the party poppin' Sippin' something fine like rock Red Berry Mix it with a Sprite, call my drink, Cali Berry Smoothness, that's the only vibe that I carry Grew up in a house of pain like Tyler Perry Remember all them nice things got real teary But it's all good now, make results all very And now I'm only throwing peace signs Only speaking to the mic, so put a beat on Just the flow, so do your thing Going hard, keep the grinding, remove your sins Yeah Influences uh, or um, inspirations come to you, or do you get from others? Um, well, as far as uh, inspirations or stuff like that, I was out growing up like a lot of kids. I was a huge Michael Jackson and Jackson Five, the Jacksons, Stevie Wonder, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fly. I was one of the kids that loved that type of music, um, and Today's music, uh, Neo, um, is it's Brian McKnight. I mean, it's just people like that, I, that are singer songwriters. Um, I can sit back and listen. Matter of fact, if at one point in time, I could find out that like Brian McKnight was putting out a song or putting out an album. I didn't have to hear anything off of it. I was going to buy it regardless. Same thing with Neo. I, I, I would just buy it. Um, and I could sit back and listen to, to their stuff and, um, it would give me, it would motivate me to get back in the studio and start doing some stuff and start writing more. Um, Maxwell's another one that, that, that inspires me or gives me inspiration to writing. Um, also every, everyday life, there's, there's always something new, um, that you can learn and you see, uh, every day. So I, I find stuff that happens in everyday life that, that, that inspires me too. We're, everybody's life has a story. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of, of, of putting for me, putting it to music and going from there. What is it about those artists like Neo, Earth, Wind of Fire? What is it about those artists that you can actually draw inspiration and influences from? With Neo, I, I like his writing. Um, and most of his songs that I've, I've heard and in today's music also to me, to me, today's R and B isn't R and B, but that's another story. Um, but his, his, his songs tell a story. And, and, and I like that so I can follow it. And it had some, most of his songs have meanings. At least, at least his early stuff had, had a meaning to the, all their songs. Same thing with Earth, Wind and Fire, Maxwell, uh, Prince and all of them. They always had a story to tell and they would tell those stories through, through music. And, and if I can lose myself in, in your music and if I had a bad day and I could put your song on and it makes me forget about everything, then that's what draws me in. Are you a man or an artist that wears his heart on his sleeve i can uh from time to time i mean it, i think every man does but they try to play macho like they don't but 
I yeah. believe that uh, every man wears their heart on the sleeve. Matter of fact, I believe men men hurt more than women do. Men just men are too stubborn and too macho to let it show. But they 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 hurt just as much, if not more, than what women do. And I'm not afraid in my music to 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 show that part. So would you change anything about your life so far? Um, I don't know because I I. I Myself and my, my friend Jesse, I was speaking about. We've always talked about if if we could have done this earlier, because the technology we have now, we didn't have back when I was with Mirror Mirror and when I was in the military and stuff like that. Because I always say, if I had the technology I have now, then I would have been this huge star. But then I'm thinking everything right now is happening the way it's supposed to happen. Maybe then wasn't my time. Maybe my time is now. So I, I don't think I would change because I think if I changed anything, it would change where I'm at now for the good or the, or the bad. Yeah. So I, I think I would little minor things. Yeah, we all want to change certain things. I wouldn't have. We always say I wouldn't have dated that girl or that guy when I was in high school. I would have done this or done that. Other than that, I mean, little stupid stuff like that. I, I don't think there's anything I would change. So what has been your biggest uh, what's been your biggest highlights of your life? Um I'll keep kids, uh, my kids out of that. Besides that, uh, musically, um, like I said, I was a huge, uh, huge Michael Jackson fan. Uh, and I, I got to meet Michael twice. Uh, once I only talked to him for a couple minutes. And then the second time, um, I sat down and talked to him for like an hour, maybe hour and a half. Wow. What uh, was that like? That it was, it was surreal. I, I, I had to keep in mind that I had to keep, I had to keep my fandom behind i i, I didn't want <laughs> to sit there and be like oh my god it's michael is my so i kept it like i'm talking like I, you and i are talking yeah. so i just kept it like that and we just were talking about everyday things and um he was cool he he had a table full of uh because he was doing a thing on a on a tv show and i happened to be there and they had his own dressing room and he was trying to give me all the food they had there because he said he wasn't going to eat it so I walked out of his dressing room, like holding a whole bag of, uh, of, of peanuts and, and, uh, oranges and this, that, and this that, they, that he gave me. And then, uh, he took the sign off his dressing room door and handed me that. And, um, like I said, it was cool. I, he was real down to earth and, uh, it, it was, a, it was the only bad thing is this was back in like 95. So we didn't have camera phones at the time. So I couldn't take pictures and couldn't, and I've never, I've met a lot of artists. And I've never asked for pictures or autographs or stuff like that. I've always talked to them one-on-one like they're just like me, and it, it's always gone over really well. Yes, I've I've heard that as well, that they don't like all this this fancy, you know, stardom, you know, stars in your eyes look. They want to be treated like a normal person. And um, it's, it's interesting that you should say that because you're the second person that's actually met Michael Jackson um that i've spoken to and um exactly the same thing it's um it's very awe-inspiring because he was a magnificent man an artist and very big shoes that will never ever be filled um i'm, I'm sorry to say but um for for yourself it must have been an awesome moment uh for you um so you went on to producing music and then helped produce the single she's a maniac with rapper jay reed uh now the original song is by michael sembello from Flashdance. uh that's, that's the iconic song uh to try and put a new spin on it um tell me about that how did that all come about well jay reed came well who's actually my nephew he came to me and um, he had the track and uh, I listened to it and it was a the track he had was a really good track and um, I ended up hooking up with a gentleman that uh, lives here in Maryland named Jeff Smith who's a, uh, used to be a guitar tech for uh, Frankie Beverly and Mays mm-hmm. he has a studio so I, I went to him we let him hear the track he came up with an idea so we flipped the idea that he, that uh, Jay Reed had and um, I had to get clearance I had to. Uh, get clearance to use the the, the song um but it, it came out pretty good and uh it, it did it did well it was that was actually i think i want to say as far as putting music out that was probably one of the first 
songs I had to, uh, I dealt with from beginning to end as a, as a producer or slash manager, uh, putting out, but it was, it was a good song and it, it, it covered, uh, uh, as far as the hip hop community, the pop community and R&B community, the way we put it together. So it, it was a good song. Let's take another break. I want to play your next song being Heartbeat. Um, another sexy song. You, you are really putting the, the sexy vibe out there, Joel. You really are. Um, slow, sensual. Um, come on. Tell me about this song. Um, again, my, I have a good credit to, uh, Jesse McDade again. Uh, it was a song that he, he had that, um, he was supposed to do and it ended up me. I came up with the music and everything for it, changed a couple things here and there as far as lyrically and, uh, gave it to him to put out and he was like nope you need to do it and i end up doing it and i like i said i changed it up to fit me and it came out really well i uh, got a bass player um I, that I used, to, I used to play or sing with a group called uh legacy grooves and the bass player on the on the song is a guy named mike jones who's a hell of a bass player brought him in and uh, had him do his thing on it and it, it turned out i mean perfect to me perfect it came out really really well well it certainly did and if you're having uh, a candlelit dinner uh, that would really fit the mood because it's so sensual let's give it a spin
Okay, now you put the flames out and uh, simmered the uh, smouldering embers after the song Heartbeat. Uh, we're back with Joel Trace. How's the album Love, Sex and Pillow Talk coming along, Joel? Uh, it's, it's, it's doing pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of actually changing the name of it now, though, because um, I, I have a song called uh, Love, Sex and Pillow Talk. That, and that's where I came up with the, the name of the album. But now I'm leaning more towards, um, calling it, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jay Trees, cause my stage name is Jay Trees. Uh, and that's where I'm leaning to go. But on the same flip side, I'm thinking about just using Joel Trees as well, but we'll see about that. Um, but the, the, the album itself is, is, is going pretty good. It's, it's going to be different than the original album, uh, the first album. Uh, this one's going to have a little bit more, uh, dance stuff on it. Uh, the song Heartbeat, uh, not Heartbeat, the song, uh, uh, Starlight and then the remix of Keep Doing What You Do are both dance club type songs, disco songs. Um, I have a few ballads on this one, which I didn't really put on the first album. So it, it's, it's going to be a little bit of everything for everyone. I prefer the, the title Love, Sex and Pillow Talk, but I can see what you're saying because I think you you say those words, love, sex, and pillow talk, and you think it's just uh, an album full of love songs. Yeah. And in that case, it's not, because it's going to be a little bit of R&B. You've got the disco, upbeat tempos, and that doesn't really suit the title. So, yeah, I get what you're saying there. And, uh, yeah, maybe, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, Joel Trace. Yeah, that has a nice ring to it. I look forward to seeing that come out. When is it... Um, going to be due do you know i originally looked for um may at first i was going to put it out but i I, but i have a song um that i'm working on that i just actually i'll finish up tomorrow uh called uh promise you love and i'm thinking about uh releasing that as another single and then if i do that then i'm looking at releasing the album probably the beginning of june not far then not far not at all. So, what stage are you at? Are you just piecing the rest of these the the songs together, or you're just in the the mastering process of the whole album? The the mastering and the mixing of the whole album. I, I have um, I think maybe one song that I have to finish up really and truly, um, and it it should be a total of uh, about twelve songs on the album. I look forward to that. I really will. Um, <clears throat> This album has a wide range of musical influences, blending pop, R&B, Latin, Caribbean, and that you've heard on your travels. What makes this album different from any other album that you've done? Um, I want to say because I, I blend all those different things that that I've I've learned, and I and when I when I grew up in in the, the era that I grew up. Uh, with the MTV and all that, when MTV actually showed videos and stuff, um, I had to, li- I end up listening to everything. Um, like, like I said, everything from, from Earth, Wind and Fire to, um, Boy George to George Michaels to Duran Duran, David Bowie, uh, you name it. Um, like I said, Prince, Michael Jackson, Earth, Wind and Fire, uh, to everything. So I listened to a, a whole smorgasbord of different types of music. So I take that what I've learned and what I like and I put it in my into my music. And right now, the most music that you listen to mainstream, everything to me almost sounds the same. If you're not if you don't fit that mainstream mold that they have, uh, you tend to get looked, get overlooked. And which is, I guess, is fine with me. But my music, you it has something for everyone. It's not going to sound like the next person's music. So I, I think that's the one thing that's different on my music that I do. If you could perform with any living artist, um, any living artist, um, who would it be and why? Oh, living artist. Um, yeah, everyone expects me to say a dead artist, but... <laughs> um, living artist, I, I would probably... Probably a combination. It would probably end up being somebody like, uh, which I brought up earlier, uh, like Maxwell, Neo, Babyface. Because uh, what I do, it, it still fits in that genre of music, I think. 
and I think the flow would flow well. Um, so I would think I would probably, it would probably one another, one of those artists. And why? Because I think I, as far as musically have, um, they, like I said, they inspire me. So that would be the main reason. And that those are artists that I listen to that I like. And I think that it would be a good show. And would you sing one of their songs or would you say, I would like you to sing with me one of my songs? Um, well, it would, be, it would be an honor for me to have them sing one of mine, but I would love to do one of their songs with them or at least a piece. For me, I, I don't I don't want to mess up anybody else's songs. So I would probably <laughs> sing, sing a piece of one of their songs as they're singing or I'd come in and sing the hook or the chorus of the song and let them kill with the rest of it. But um I would love to have I would love to hear someone like Neo or Maxwell singing one of my songs, like the, the song you just played, Heartbeat. I would love to hear one of them sing that song. Now, you own your own record label, and we just had a little chat about this prior. And what advantage do you have being your own label? I can put my music out when I want to put it out. It's, it's, I'm the final, I'm the first and a final word on anything that I do. Um, if I want to, for example, I'm, I'm looking at putting the album out. It was supposed to have been out this month. Now I'm saying May. Then I'm looking at going, oh, maybe it'll be June. Um, I, I can make those decisions. I can make the decision if I don't want to put out an album and I just want to put out singles. It's, it's up to me. There's no stress. There's no deadline. Um, I make all those decisions. Uh, I would love to get a, um, I, I was off, somewhat offered a deal before. Um, and I kind of back, backed away from it. Uh, as far as signing with a label label. I'd rather do like a distribution deal to have them push my music, but I, I, I want to be the one to say what I want to do. And then I also can bring in other artists if I want to, because I'm the one that's my label. So like I said, I have control of it. Is there a lot of pressure being part of someone else's record label? Yeah, because you have to, they want you to, uh, one, they may want you to look a certain way. They may want you to be, like I said, prime example, my stage name is, if you look at my music up, mm. it's J Trees, which is all one word, J-T-R-E-E-C-E is one word. Um, they may not want, may not have wanted that. They may have wanted me to go by a totally different name. Um, and then when you sign with them and you have that name, they, a lot of people may not know this, they end up controlling that name. That's, that's one of the reasons not to go on a tangent. One of the reasons Prince ended up putting that word slave on the side of his face is because they were like, we own, we own your name. And same thing happened with the Jackson five and all the other stuff. So you're going by their guidelines and what they say rules and regulations to, to what they say can be done or can't be done. Um, if I wanted to collaborate with you on a song, I can do it because I don't answer to anyone but myself. Right. So there's a lot of guidelines that you have to go through. So there's a mold that record labels want to squeeze you into that just fits their particular genre that they are dealing with at that particular time. Um, you perform when they want you to perform. You you eat and sleep when they tell you to eat and sleep. Is that the reality of being part of a record label? It, it used to be. I'm not sure if it is that way anymore because the music industry itself has changed so much. Um, there's a lot of things that back in the day you could do that you can't do now, or uh, a lot of things that you could sell back in the day that's not selling now. So at one point in time, yes, um, just like a record label's got away from artist development, they would used to have um, a team that would develop these artists into that mold that you're talking about. Um, prime example was Motown with the Jackson Five. They knew exactly what what kind of look they wanted them to have, and they molded them into this that group they are they're in um so they, they that mold thing was there i'm not sure if it's still there now i know now they want you more to be established as far as they want they want you to do all the work so the only thing they have to do is put your music out but they still want to tell you what to do so are you just your own record label just for you or are you a record label that will also take on other artists and you know produce them and 
manage them. Yeah, I have a young lady now that I'm working on an album with uh, named Tanya that's actually in Brussels. Um, she's a part of my my label. Um, I have another young lady uh, named uh, we call her Peanut Yolanda that I'm going to do some I'm going to do some work with her. And then my friend Jesse, I was telling you about, I'm going to do some work with him. So they will end up falling. The work that I do with them will fall under my uh, treetop entertainment uh, label. So I, I do take on other artists. Uh, if it's not for the label, I would take them on as far as producing and stuff like that as well. So you're not going to adopt the um, putting them in a the mold then? No. No. <laughs> Uh, I will give them suggestions, but I will say this. I'll give them, if I see them doing a certain thing and I may give them a suggestion, you know, you may not want to do that. Maybe you want to look at going this direction, but yeah. it's not going to be my, my final say so on that part of it. I'll let the art, let the artist be the artist. That's, that's how I feel. Now your songs are available on quite a few, um, download sites. Uh, I'll run through them. Um, Amazon, Bandcamp, CD Baby. Deezer, um, Google Music, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube Music. Is there any other places they can get your music from? Uh, any place that you download music or stream music, it's it's there. There's so many of them, I can't, I can't name all of them. It's also on, uh, what's the one that Jason, Tidal, um, you said Amazon, Apple Music. Uh, like I said, uh, I think it's even on iHeartRadio as well. Anywhere you, like I said, anywhere you stream or download music, it's available. So I suggest you get along to those sites and download these amazing hot tunes. Um, and to look out for Joe, uh, Trace, um, for more to come, especially this new album that's going to be released. Um, right. once again, time has run out. The sands of time are never on my side, Joe. And uh, I want to say it's been a pleasure having you on my show. It really has. And I would look forward to having you back on my show in the near future uh, so you can keep me up to date with what's going on, any more albums that's coming out or other projects that um, you're throwing in the air. So please do feel free to come back on my show any time. Any time you want me, just let me know. Uh, just And just for your listeners, uh, they're looking for my music. It's under J-T-R-E-E-C-E, one word. They look for Joel Trace, they're not going to find it. But Jay Treese, it's, it's out there. Okay. So Jay Treese. And, um, I'll make sure that it's, uh, put in the description so that uh, everyone will know exactly what to look for. Now we're going to play out with your final song being once again. It sounds like a bit of a breakup song, a song <laughs> about same, about, um, think things happening in a relationship over and over until enough is enough correct it, it's a bit of a heartbreaker isn't it yeah it's i mean it, it goes back to what i was saying before about men wearing their heart on their sleeve and hurt more than women his songs about a, a guy that he's always been there for for this woman or whomever he's with and um he's just fed up he's like okay i've had enough uh once again i've been doing this once again i've been doing that and you haven't stepped up so this is it. I'm going to ask you a, a very personal question, Joe. Have you ever had your heart broken? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Oh, well, we'll leave it there. <laughs> we'll leave it there. <laughs> um, okay, well, you can catch up with uh, all my guests on tinyurl.com forward slash show and facebook.com forward slash show, and that's stars with a Z. Join me next time when I'll be talking to another new star. It gives me great pleasure to say Joel Trace or Jay Trace. You are a new star. So take care and be kind to one another. So from myself, Neil Clark, and Jay Trace, goodbye. So long. Once again, I'm sitting around waiting for you. Once again, you hit me with the line, what am I supposed to do?
your bangs. I'm calling the taxi Uber for you. Cause we're through.